You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You, you feel this this nervousness on the phone there? Sir, I've been trying to make an urgent phone call up there. Well, I don't think it's something I want to do on an overseas phone. You got to make some phone calls. Hang up the phone. Prank caller. Prank caller. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to Packernet After Dark. This is the call-in show of the Packernet Podcast Network. If you'd like to participate... You can do so at 608-501-0718. New callers go directly to the front of the line. We do have at least one new caller that I can see. Let me do a little scan. We got so many billions of callers here. I think tomorrow is going to have to be a Packernet After Dark also just to get caught up because we're about as far behind as I think we've ever been. Um, but anyways, one new caller. Let's get to it. Hey, Ryan. Name's Adam. First-time hey. caller, long-time listener. Been saving my first time call because I know it gets to jump to the front of the line for yeah. something good, and I just don't know if this is a waste, but I can't can't shake feeling on something, and I gotta get your take on it. Um, so, you know, the question about whether or not the Jets had compensation worked out with the Packers before they went out and talked to Rodgers has kind of been uh, waffled on, or yeah. you know, every time someone gets asked the question, there's a lot of double speak and there's no real clear answer. So my question to you is, do you think Rodgers heard what the compensation was going to be and stepped in and said, no, you can't give them that, either out of pettiness or him wanting that asset to use for himself on his own run? Um, I'll look forward to hearing your answer. Thanks. Keep up all this hard work. Bye. It is possible. I mean, it, it's possible that, you know, when he decided he wanted to go there, he heard the compensation. Let's say the Jets were willing to give up pick 13, and he says, we can't do that. You know, if we're, if we're going to go one year, let's focus on giving him next year's compensation primarily. You know, give him next year's first and next year's second in a player. Don't touch this year's stuff because we're going to need it. If I'm going to, you know, what, what's the point in investing in me if you're not going to build and put pieces around me so that we can actually make a run? Um now, I that that's not currently where I'm at. Just because, and and again, this could all be made up, but it'd be a pretty good acting job by uh, Aaron Rodgers and whatnot, and and by everybody else. Although they may just be reacting to what Aaron Rodgers said as well. But it sounds to me as though the, the whether or not a deal was a hundred percent in place, I don't know. But 
and again, sometimes as time goes on, you, you start to forget things or remember things incorrectly. But um, Aaron Rodgers essentially said that the Packers have dug their heels in, and, and Rodgers seemed really annoyed with what the Packers were doing without really elaborating on what they were doing. Now, it doesn't make sense to say one side is dug in, because obviously if a deal is not getting done, both sides are dug in, right? And and there's just an impasse. So it's possible Rodgers just thought the Jets were being reasonable and the Packers are being unreasonable, and he's frustrated because the Packers won't just say, okay, basically to whatever the Jets want. You know, he's, he's, he's annoyed. This is kind of my first take, honestly, that he was just kind of annoyed that the Packers were trying to get as much compensation as possible because he felt that that was disrespectful like he was being used you know which i mean duh that's what you do when you trade players but um just in terms of you know he thought that they had an agreement if you want to go somewhere we'll work something out to make sure you go somewhere but then as i started thinking about it you know again there there have been some talk about maybe something was kind of in place and after all this stuff happened the packers jacked the price and th- and that would really um kind of answer a lot of questions in terms of the frustration and and why they're saying the Packers are kind of causing the problem and everything else and all all the annoyance if it isn't just because I want the Packers to just agree to whatever. But if it is on the other side, I mean, I I guess it would be a little surprising, again, because nobody's really said that. I think we've heard the other side from a few different people. I haven't heard anyone necessarily say it's the other side that's causing the problem, the Jets, and also Aaron Rodgers being annoyed with the Packers more so than the Jets would be a little bit surprising if he's the one that basically tanked the deal and said, no, we're not doing that. We need something less. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's 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 tough to comment on it too much because I don't know where they're at. You know, part of me feels like they're close because that was kind of where the indications were. I know several people had said that. It's possible. I mean, they could be inches away, but nobody wants to budge. Could be that they're really, really far away. And I know there's some rumblings about Lamar kind of starting to jar some things loose and maybe wanting to talk to other teams and all this other stuff, which could cause some problems. I know the Colts are are potentially looking at that. Um, Just doing a cursory look at some things. I'm I'm trying to uh, get caught up on the draft, and I know that came up because there's a lot of questions about quarterback now in terms of now that the... Panthers have made a move, you know, every, all eyes are on kind of pick three and the Cardinals, and are they going to trade it? Colts possibly move into that spot and get a quarterback, or do they look for a veteran? A lot of other teams have turned to veterans. Not that they're necessarily long-term, but it's kind of a, I'm not going to get into this little fist fight trying to get the scraps of this draft class of quarterbacks. We'll We'll focus on doing something else. You know, we'll get Jimmy Garoppolo, we'll get whatever. We'll get Carr, we'll get uh, Baker, and we'll see what we can do, and then we'll try this again next year. But, you know, the, the, the Colts apparently are trying to weigh their options. Do we kind of cash it in until next year? Do we find a veteran? Do we trade up? Or do we, you know, try to maybe make a move at Lamar? But just the fact that, again, it's it's that's kind of being wiggled loose. If the Packers are too rigid, could that be a problem? I don't know. I'm still of the complete confidence that it's going to get done, and I, I genuinely believe it'll get done the way that Brian Gutekunst wants it to get done. I could be way off, right? I mean, there's so much information that none of us has, it's really hard to know for sure. That's just kind of where I'm at. I think it makes the most sense that the Packers seem to have the majority of the leverage. Um, and again, I, 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 I believe, if I had to take a guess, again, everything just comes down to what makes the most sense to me. And sometimes I'm operating off of 10% of the information, so it's, you know... Even if my assessment of the of the information is right, missing ninety percent or eighty percent or whatever, 
means it's not super reliable anyways. But my thought is the Packers may have moved the moved the goalpost a little bit. I think that ticked off the Jets quite a bit. And I think Gutekunst, I think, I don't know, is playing kind of dirty. And um, probably the Jets are not super thrilled about it. And listen, you know, as much as we talk about, you know, Gutekunst being a serial killer and all that kind of stuff, which I appreciate, I'm sure Joe Douglas does not exactly feel like uh, he's a minor little whipping boy. You know, the Jets don't have a great track record, but this is a massive organization in a major part of the country. I mean, we're talking about representing New York. I know they're in Jersey, but I mean, this is this is a major brand, the New York Jets, and he certainly doesn't want to get made to look like a fool. So I don't know. It is an interesting theory, though, that I hadn't really considered, but it makes sense. And, and I'll be honest, and I've said this a thousand times, I'm, I'm more than happy with next year's compensation. Not necessarily this year, obviously, because I just want it now, but, you know, especially if they're willing to pay more, you know, if you look at it and say, instead of 13 this year, we'll give you a, a first and a second next year, just just in terms of like, we'll call that equal compensation. Heck yeah, dude. Because guess what? Next year, we got a first and a second as opposed to this year getting a first. And again, as I've said a thousand times, there, there's the idea that it should be devalued is, is silly to me. I mean, just think about it. This Was last year's first round pick more valuable than this year's first round pick? No. <laughs> Last year, everybody told you it was, but sitting here right now this year, does that feel like the case? Of course not. That's ridiculous. Pick 15 is worth pick 15. Pick 17, pick 20, pick whatever. So artificially deflating the value next year because I'm just, I want everything now as opposed to later? Fine, give me later. Because later is going to come someday. And then that value is going to go right back up. And now I have more of those picks because you're an idiot. (laughs) So I'm, I'm, the greedy part of me wants it now, of course. The petulant child who doesn't like to wait. The kid who fails the marshmallow test, you know. But if they're willing to give up more for next year just so they can go on a run with Rodgers, yeah, go for it. But you're going to pay more. If that's what you want to do, let's do it. I don't care. But maybe Goots dug in on this year. And, and that is sort of the other thing is, do you have a plan for pick 13? If You know, if you don't, you should be flexible. If you do, like, you know, we really want to package both of these guys and move up deep into the, first, the, the early first round. I'm talking mid-first round. I don't know what in the world they'd be targeting. Maybe they'd like to try to get up with the, where the Cardinals are and, and get that uh, pass rusher out of Alabama. I don't know. Or if, you know, the, the Colts move up there and take a quarterback, we try to get up into the, the, the fifth pick or whatever to get, you know, Will Anderson or something. I mean, if, if, if they're looking at it and saying, this guy is a generational freakish pass rusher, and our plan is we will package these two to get up there, well, then, then obviously you're going to dig your heels in a little bit. Because who knows what next year is. If, if we go on a run next year and we get picked 25 and Rodgers and the Jets go on a run, they get picked 27, you know, you, you're not going to do as much with that as you will with 15 and 13, right? So take it now while you can. Obviously, we could be both picking in the top 10. You don't know. But I'm, again, if you have a plan for it, let's do it. But the other, the other side of it, I know this isn't your question, so I should just stop narrating and move on. But the other part and reason why I'd like to invest in next year's picks is just an additional insurance. If Jordan Love is the answer, we have two picks to build around him. And we'll find out what exactly he needs. Do we need a wide receiver, tight end, guard, center, tackle? Do we just need defensive help? What do we need? We'll have more resources to do that. If we need a quarterback, it's because we were really bad and Jordan Love is really bad. It's a better quarterback class. We'll have two first round picks and a high pick because we're not going to do very much if Jordan Love is bad. We can use those picks to move up and get a quarterback and a really seemingly good quarterback class. So yeah, I'm all about next year's picks. 
And since we already have an Adam, I'm going to refer to you as Adam from Colorado, if that's all right. I don't know if that's where you live, but let's just say it is. Hey, Ryan, Steve up in West again. I got one last call. I finished listening to the uh, the end of your review on uh, Roger's uh, interview with McAfee. Yeah. And uh, if uh, anybody out there is a fan of South Park and has watched any of it, or watched a good amount of it, then you know what member berries are. And it sounds to me like Roger's got a real bad uh, addiction to some member berries where he members this and he members that. And we lose him. Come back, man. We need you. The New York Giants or Jets can get him off the member berries. Maybe he'll be a little bit better. He gets to start fresh. He won't get to play with that I remember stuff because he's got a new team. Yeah. But that's all I want to say. I'm going back to my snow machine to go ride some more. See ya. <laughs> You have fun, Steve. Steve is just tearing it up in Alaska right now, man. He's just out there chopping down trees, gliding around in the snow, barbecuing out back, just living the freaking dream, man. I've been watching, as I've been trying to compile notes or whatever, I've been watching Gold Rush. It's one of those shows I used to watch all the time back in the day when it was like brand new, and then I kind of got out of it. Now there's like a billion seasons and a bunch of new people that I don't know, so I'm trying to go back through it. Kind of picking up where I think I kind of left off when uh, Tony moves the dredge. But anyways, I just picture you're out there somewhere digging a hole in the ground, getting some gold or something. You ever get gold out there, Steve? Apparently it's everywhere out in the Yukon, so I don't know if you ever walk up there and just like grab a shovel full and then just get in your car and drive back. Just get a little gas money, dig a hole in the side of the road. Just wondering. Hey, Ryan. Uh, it's Seth. Maybe hey, Seth. get more of this, but I just got to give a good old, let's go! <laughs> oh, man, I'm excited for Jordan Love time. I know the Rogers trade isn't done yet, but it's done. Right. And, uh, man, I'm stoked. Um, what's your predictions for Love next year? Uh, yards, touchdowns, interceptions, and maybe what's uh, your prediction for the Packers record? Um, I'll go first. Um, I'm going to say he's going to throw... 37 touchdowns, nine interceptions, and he's going to have 4,300 yards, and the Packers are going to go 11 and 6. Um, that's my predictions. Time, time to get excited. Let's go, baby. All right, bye. That's a good question. How about this? I'm going to say we mimic the Eagles and Jalen Hurts' first official start. I mean, he, he kind of played prior to this, but in 2021, the Nick Sirianni Philadelphia Eagles went 9 and 8. They were second in their division. Jalen Hurts, um, so his first not full year, he threw for 1,000 yards, six touchdowns, four interceptions. The next year, uh, 2021, 3,400 yards, 17 touchdowns, and 11 interceptions. Now, that's not fantastic, but uh, 77 overall grade, about a 70 passing grade and an 87 rushing grade. But, I mean, that was his, his kind of almost first year out first and a half year out. If he can get closer to mimicking Jalen Hurts' second season, that would be fantastic. We're talking 4,300 yards, 25 touchdowns, six interceptions. It's just kind of fun to compare. I mean, he has had significantly less time than everybody, but it's fun if you compare him to all the other quarterbacks. And, and honestly, if you look at it, just from his PFF grade, again, he only played in four games, 21 dropbacks, but his PFF grade was right in between Justin Herbert and Tua. Herbert was 77.9, Jordan Love was 78.7, Tua was 81.9. Herbert and Tua threw for, hilariously, Herbert 26, Tua 25, Jalen 25. So those three guys were like lockstep. 
So the 25 touchdown range seems about right. Then there were 6, 8, and 10. Uh, if you look at Tua and Justin, only 8 and 10, so call it 9 interceptions. So 25 touchdowns, 9 interceptions. The yards are a big discrepancy. Tua was only 3,500. He only played 13 games, but that's probably why. Um, Jalen, 43, and then Herbert was over 5,000. He's a big yards guy, apparently. But yeah, 4,300, 25 touchdowns, 9 interceptions. I mean, it's it's not the greatest thing in the world, but it puts him around the top 10. Right around where Justin and Tua and Jalen Hurts are. And then, yeah, for record, I don't know, we'll, we'll call it 8 or 9-ish wins. How about that? We'll, we'll, say, we'll be optimistic, we'll say 9. And I know that doesn't sound great to say that a Packers season is optimistic at 9, but look, this, this is just a fact-finding mission. I don't know anything. We, it's, and it's not just Jordan Love. I mean, we, first of all, we got to see what happens in the draft. Um, we got to see what happens in free agency. We got to see what happens in this trade as far as how much money. Are we getting any players back? Are we losing more additional players? Um, but then there's also questions of, you know, what, what, what is Christian Watson? What is Romeo Dobbs? You know, I mean, the, the, there, there's just a lot to be parsed out. And then even when we kind of have the data and try to, you know, okay, Christian, I think he's going to get a little better. And Dobbs, I think, will be about the same, but maybe more available. And you go through every single thing, and you guess on every single one. You come to some kind of a conclusion, but you've guessed on everything, right? So maybe Watson is, is not as good as we thought, and Dobbs is a star, or, you know, who, I mean, who knows, man? So I'm saying eight or nine, because almost everything is a guess right now. The Matt LaFleur scheme, the the locker room, the, you know, I... I, I no idea. It's just it's just wide open. You say, well, the you know the NFC is easy. Well, it was last year, but stuff changes. It changes fast. Maybe the Bears will be good. Maybe the Vikings will be good. Maybe the Lions. Maybe the NFC North is going to be just a wicked freaking dominant division with the Packers at the bottom. Maybe the Vikings completely crumble and the Bears crap the bed again, and the Vikings don't take that. Or the Lions don't take that. I have no idea. You know. So again, it's all just a big guess, man. I'm not sure. Hey, Ryan, Steve up in Alaska. Hey. Um, Again, listen to your show because you know that's why I call in because right. I listen to your show. But uh, I'm talking about why people talk about the uh, actually it's yesterday I think it was the, the 16th or 15th or 16th whatever it was just the other day. Um, you're talking about why people talk about the Packers, the way they're talking about them, and how they have these opinions that they're having about them. When you talk about especially the the, the greater mass media guys. You know why they have them? Because they want a talking point. They don't really care if we're good. They don't care if we're bad. They just care that they get to talk. All they do is talk, talk, and talk, and talk, and talk. <laughs> and anything that's a, a dramatic, we can turn it into a great big ordeal thing, they're going to talk about it. Matter of fact, they'll say things that make no sense and are stupid <laughs> just to create a talking point. Yeah. That's what this is. That's what we're dealing with right now. That's why Rogers is getting away with doing what he's doing right now. Because people want to talk. And as long as people want to talk, we can make sure that they keep talking. As long as we want to push a point that makes no sense. Yeah. No sense. It's not possible to happen. But we're going to talk about it. Why? Because I brought it up. And you can't let it go because, oh, my gosh, maybe that will really happen and people panic. So it's just, this whole thing has gotten out of hand. It's just like the Brett Favre thing got out of hand. Because people just want to have something to talk about. Yeah. And they're going to make it into an issue. Even if it's not an issue, they're going to make it into an issue. 
And this shouldn't be an issue anymore. It should be a done deal. It should be let alone. But it is the talking point. And we should actually in some ways be happy about it, right? Because how many off-seasons did we have as Packers that nobody talked about us? And it was kind of a grumble point among the, the uh, Packers world that nobody talked about us. And now that they are, we're going to be upset that they are when there's an issue that seems stupid and they all want to talk about. That's what we got to deal with, and that's our problem. So I'm going to go on because I'm just going to keep rambling, like, incoherently and stupidly about the whole rest of it. It's, I'll be like Rogers and his his interview where he talked about nothing for 30 minutes but made it try to make it sound like something. So we'll talk to you later, man. Have a good one. Bye. Yeah, I mean, that that, that is kind of the... It's the obvious ridiculous nature of everything, and it's funny because we all know that it's stupid, but yet we all kind of participate in it, especially me having a podcast, you know? Um, now, everybody to varying degrees. I don't have a major national platform. I don't have millions of followers or millions of viewers or, you know, uh, tens of thousands of concurrent views on my live streams if and when I actually decide to do those. If I could even get 100 people watching at once, it would probably be the biggest I've ever had. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, you get into this and it's, again, it's, it's, it's stupid, but at the same time, what else are you going to do? Um, and then, you know, there, there's so many components to this cause there's just a, a, a bunch of millions of different little pieces and different people and all these different things. So you, you have a thing that happens or sometimes doesn't happen. And then you have speculation and then you have the what ifs and then you start running down the what ifs and. Again, it's just, you get this, on one hand, you get like the telephone game where somebody says something, and we see this all the time, where somebody will retweet major news, and then when you actually get down to it, that's not what they said. But then that's what people run with, and then they tell people, and then they start thinking uh, crazy stuff, and they start talking things, and then you start forming opinions on people, you know, based on wrong information. You know, there's some of these guys like Schefter who get trashed for some of his takes, and if you actually look at it, they're not as wrong as a lot of people think that they were. But it doesn't matter because it's set in stone and you've got um, Aaron Rodgers, a lot of people's opinions on him. Or, ba- you know, some of it's based on things we know. Some of it's based on things we speculate. Some of it's, you know, and, and then it's all varying degrees, right? How much of it do you believe? Do you believe everything all the negative people have ever said? Do you believe none of the things because they're all a bunch of liars? Do you believe all of the good, all of the bad? I mean, and then you got to interpret each individual thing, every word that he says. You know, did he mean that a certain kind of way or not? And... You can see how we come to these vastly different conclusions based on how our, our predisposition. You know, if you take a hyper-supportive person and a hyper-critical person of Aaron Rodgers, and every single time any single thing happens, we just kind of take that, run it through our own biased translator, and add it to our mountain, and then we come together and have a discussion, and the two people are looking at each other, comparing mountains, and it's like, you are out of your freaking mind. Like, nothing you're saying makes any sense. And then we fight about these things and everything else. And yeah, there, there's a lot of just clickbait stuff. And, and, and again, I get that. I'm glad when stuff happens because then we have something to talk about. And I have something to yell about. And then I have people on Twitter saying, yeah, another great episode with him screaming. And it's like, heck yeah, dude. And then I just want more crazy stuff to happen. And by the way, that, I'm not saying it's fake. That's genuine. I, I want it because it feels good to scream into this microphone. But then at the same time, somebody will listen and be like, this guy's nuts. Like, it's not that big of a deal. And... Like, you know, we don't even know, you're speculating, and it's, you know, you kind of get to the point where you just realize, this is just what it is, man. It's a roller coaster. Just ride it. You know? Just put your hands up and just ride it.
If the thing goes off the track, grabbing onto the handles isn't going to save you. So just, just relax and just let it go. And then just react to things as they are. And, and again, it doesn't make any sense because on one hand we participate in it, and the next hand we'll, we'll see something, somebody doing it, and just kind of riding it their own way. What am I going to do? I'm going to scream at him and say, this guy's a freaking idiot. It doesn't make a lot of sense because I'm doing it too, but you know what? It just is what it is. It's all just in a way kind of fake. It's kind of like getting all upset about a game of Dungeons and Dragons or something. You know, it's all fictional. You don't need to take it super seriously. But it's fun to do it. So I'm going to do it. Like people, when you know, I get mad that somebody said something, so I'll play it on the podcast and I'll retweet it with my thoughts and people get mad like, well, why are you supporting them? Why are you drawing more attention? That's what they want. Yeah, but what I want is to yell about how stupid he is. I want the content for the podcast. I want to talk about this. I want to be able to explain why this person is extremely wrong. So if what I want happens to support him, I don't care. I'm not trying to take away his platform from him. I'm not trying to silence him. I'm trying to fight him. (laughs) He just created a bunch of content for me where I can go on a, a rant and a tirade and everything else, and, well, he just got more views and more. I don't care. That's irrelevant to me. It doesn't matter. I, I, his success or failure has nothing to do with me. I don't care. I'm not trying to silence him or take away his platform or anything like that. We're all just riding these weird waves. Sometimes we crash into each other, and that's fine. It's freaking bumper boats, dude. We'll all survive. I don't know how to explain how it all works. It's just this weird mesh of nonsense and garbage. And again, on one hand, we should just walk away from it and say, this is all stupid. I'm a grown adult. I'm going to go do something productive. I'm going to build something with my freaking hands. And then on the other hand, it's like, eh, just have fun with it. Is it stupid? Is it fake? Is it, yeah. But this is, this is my home. This is where I live. This is my very stupid home that doesn't make any sense. Filled with a lot of stupid people doing stupid things. And I'm one of them. Welcome. <laughs> Hey, Ryan, it's Brian from Connecticut. Hey. I've uh, been out a little bit, but I'm back trying to catch up on the pod. Um, I was listening to something yesterday. I can't remember what it was, but uh, it made me think. You know, we see all these graphics, and I believe Love is the same age or younger than uh, Justin Fields. But it got me thinking, uh, and I looked it up. He's actually the same age now as Aaron Rodgers was when he was drafted. Wow. Um, so by an age chronological order, he is three years ahead of where Aaron Rodgers was um, you know, going into his rookie year or going into his first season as a starter. So uh doesn't really mean much of anything, but it gave me a little bit of optimism um, and wanted to share. Thanks, Ryan. Bye-bye. According to my robot, Rodgers was 21 when he was drafted, but that could obviously be very wrong. Let me see if I can find something else here. I think if I just go to his stats on PFR, it'll say. It says in uh, 2005 he was 22. Now that might be when, you know, December hit. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, he was, looks, like, looks like probably 21 when he was drafted. And then his first season in which he went 6-10, and 10, he was 25 years old. And then Jordan Love is 24, so yeah, I mean he'll be 20. So so it's they're actually right on track. He'll be 25 years old, November 2nd, almost my daughter's birthday. I, I, you know the the parallels of everything are absolutely insane. I mean we've talked so much about the parallels between Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers and how they went out, and it's just so unbelievably similar, all the way down to going to the Jets, which is just insane. 
But then you look at the, also, the the other side of it, and obviously Jordan Love has been treated much better by Aaron Rodgers than he was by Brett Favre, probably because Aaron Rodgers was in that situation, didn't exactly like how he was treated. But you've got a, a young kid from California, drafted kind of later in the first round by the Green Bay Packers, sits behind a Hall of Famer, talked about in horrible ways, mostly by people that are supporting Rodgers and just not really thinking about how it comes across to Jordan Love. Not just Packer fans, but the national media. What an absolute joke that they would draft him. The team's going to go to zero. Darkest day in Green Bay Packers history. All that nonsense. You know, Aaron Rodgers during uh, preseason and and I think in uh, even in like training camp and stuff, Aaron Rodgers would get booed by Packer fans, which is just insane to me. But again, another Cali kid sits behind a Hall of Famer for three years, gets his start at 24 years old, turning 25 that year. I mean, their birthdays are only about a month apart in terms of like, you know, the, I think it's December. What is Rogers? December something. I think it's early December. I want to say December 7th, but I'm pretty sure that's wrong. It's my dad and daughter's birthday. I think I would know that for sure. I could look it up, but I don't want to. You know, both seemingly very quiet guys. You know, Rodgers didn't really make a lot of waves when he was just kind of patiently waiting. Even the way that it happened is in terms of, like, they didn't really look good. Rodgers didn't look good when he first started. And then year three, you watch him, and it's like, dang, dude, something kind of clicked here. And then even the team kind of changed from, you know, bending over to the whims of Brett Favre and everything that he wanted. You know, he got to wait basically until training camp before he decided he wanted to come back. I mean, just crazy stuff. He stopped going to the... He stopped going to training camp, everything that wasn't mandatory, just like Aaron Rodgers did. But Rodgers was just quietly waiting in the wings. And then year three, something happened. Jordan Love, same thing. Guy didn't look very good. He was mocked and ridiculed for not being a very good player. And um, then year three, you watch him, and it's like, dang. He looked a lot better in the preseason. Not perfect. I thought there were a lot of ups and downs, which is why the consistency kind of worries me a little bit. But certainly had some just incredible throws. And then against the Eagles, I think that was really a big eye-opener for everybody. And, and again, the, the way that the, the team changed from bending over backwards to like, yeah, we're, we're not bending over backwards. I think we're going to move on here. And, and again, it was kind of sim- my recollection, very similar, where the door was open for Brett Favre. Brett Favre decided to retire. This, again, my recollection, most people don't remember it this way, so I'm probably wrong. But at that point, they made a decision that Rodgers is the guy. They told Rodgers, and then Brett decided, you know, I think I want to come back. And the Packers said, no, we've moved on. Aaron's our guy. We've committed to Aaron. You're not coming back. And interestingly, I think that could end up being something similar, which would be just beyond insane if things with the Jets kind of went sour. And Rodgers says, you know, if that door's open, I still think I'd be willing to come back. I think at this point, having told Jordan, you are now the guy, and now Jordan's out there working out with the guys, I think the door's closed right now. I don't, I don't know if Rodgers would even try it at this point, but I think at this point, the, once that decision was made, I'm ready to talk to the Jets, I'm ready to move on. Once that Friday happened when he made his decision, that door was closed, locked, bolted, got the little chain on it, put a chair, wedge in a chair in there. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Just hope it pans out as well. The other cool thing, if you look back at it too, I mean, again, 20, 2008 was kind of a rough patch um, throwing a 63% completion percentage, which is one of his lowest of his career. Um, you know, 4,000 yards, 28 touchdowns, but 13 interceptions, which was the highest of his career. Uh, actually pretty similar to what I said about Jordan Love, 25 and 9, he had 28 and 13. But 
right after that is 2009, and that's some of the best. That's some of the best. I mean, 2009, I think, is up there for, if you want to talk about elite Aaron Rodgers, you want to talk about a team that should have won a Super Bowl but didn't, you know, the defense completely let them down in 2009. I mean, early in Rodgers' career was maybe the best we've seen from Aaron Rodgers, 2009, 10, 11, in that stretch. That was like, that was peak. You could maybe carry that out through about 2014, and then 15 was when things started to get shaky, and then it was just kind of up and down from there. 15 was rough, 16 was good, 17 was the injury, 18 was rough, 19 was a little bit rough. You know, we won the 13 games, but it was still kind of janky, and then you got MVP, MVP, and then 22 was not good. But it is, it's so weird that it's just like year one was terrible, and then there's like a three, four-year stretch where this is like peak Aaron Rodgers. You know, again, like, and then you add in 2014. So it's weird to think, like, if Jordan was our guy for the next 15 years and it played out exactly like Aaron Rodgers, this is a down year, but starting next year, this is as good as it's going to get. You've got, like, a three-year window to just kill it with this guy. And then he's, you know, he's still really good, but you'll never see it that good again. You know, until, like, his last, second-to-last year here when he wins MVP with a new coach. Anyways, why don't we take a quick break? Um... Please remember to support Fertile Ground Ranch Discipleship Ministry. And if you want to support this podcast, you can do so at patreon.com forward slash pack underscore daddy. Thank you again to our March supporters, Luke and Joyce, and new addition to the crew, Mr. Brad Ackley. That was today. But we'll take a break, and on the other side, we got a whole lot of Jersey Mike. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. 
Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, so I'm hearing you struggle on some pizza terms and uh, some terms right. that are, uh, you know, generally used in Italian dishes. Let's let's so be I'm nice. I'm give here. you just like a, a quick <laughs> a quick few words that a lot of people get wrong. First, we have mozzarella. Yeah. It's not, or mozzarella. God, I almost said it the right way the first time. It's not, you you don't say the whole thing. It's mozzarella. Oh, I'm not doing that. Right, you forget the, you forget the end of it. No. Or it's like, when you're, when you're eating, uh, prosciutto, right, it's prosciutto. Yeah, I get it. I don't know what it is with Italians, but we forget the end of the word. No, I get it. Right? Like, I've, I've, I've seen the Italian stuff. Like, I actually love watching some Italian, like, YouTube stuff. I haven't watched it in a while, but there's some good stuff out there, especially, like, the stuff with the old ladies. There's one... There, there's several. Uh, there's, like, some Mexican dishes, like, this old lady that cooks on the ground. There's the one Italian lady, like, I think it's uh, her grandson does all the, the videography, and she just cooks food, and it's just... It's freaking awesome. So I've I've heard it, but it's just one of those things, man. I'm 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 not saying that, you know. I get it. That's how you guys say it could say it's the right way to say it that's fine be like a guy from england saying it's not z it's Z. Be like well congratulations but i'm not saying that well it's our language i get to no you no no i will never say Z. In, in fact i'll be honest you sound like an idiot xyz you messed up we made it better i'm not i'm not saying uh, mozzarella is better or whatever but it's just that's just so you know you're not going to get... And I, and I honestly think it sounds stupid when we try to say it anyways. Because you got to have the whole package. If you're not like from New York, like New York Italian, and you don't have the whole thing... It's like when you hear those newscasters where they're talking like I'm talking and then they say their Hispanic name in like this very Hispanic way. And it's like, what was that? Like with Channel 9 News, I am Maria Sanchez. <laughs> Where'd you go there? What, ha- what happened to you, Maria? Like, you don't want me out here being like, yeah, so I, I made a pizza, and uh, we got some good sauce, and the mozzarella! Like, I sound like an idiot. Somebody did that, and they're like, well, that's the proper way to say it. I'm like, no, that's not the proper way for you to say it. You sound like an idiot. You say mozzarella. The whole thing. Yeah, I was thinking we could put a little sausage, a little pepperoni, a little prosciutto. Dude, don't, don't, don't do that. It's not for you. It's just not. It's not a cultural appropriation thing either. I, I, I couldn't care less. I'm going to use the prosciutto. I'm going to eat it. I'm going to like it. I'm going to steal your culture, shove it in my mouth, and love it. But I'm not going to say it like you say it. You got to admit, I'd sound like an idiot, Jersey Mike. Um, and then what was the one that you just said? Oh, geez. Now I'm blanking it. Ah. <laughs> I'm going to call back when I remember this word. Damn it. Hold on. Two minutes later. Here we go. It's Jersey Mike. I'm back. When you said margarita, yeah, or, or when you're trying to figure out how it's pronounced, yeah. it's margarita. See, and that's the thing. I was thinking about it after I talked about this, and I realized because I, I was watching an Italian guy. He's, he does some real good stuff, especially with pizza. I forget the guy's name. 
Um, but he's real big into it. I learned a lot from him, honestly. I think he's awesome. And he does a lot of like reviews of other people trying to make Italian dishes. And he's like, what are you doing? You're an idiot. But he gets real upset because he's like, we say margarita. And I realized there's just no difference the way that we pronounce it. If we pronounce it properly, it's still going to sound like margarita. Because it's like, it's garita, not garita or something. But, but I don't say that. So if you said, no, it's not margarita, margarita, it's margarita or something. It's like, now say that word. It's like margarita. That's just, that's how I say both words. They sound, the, they sound identical. I get that they're different. I'm just telling you, if I say one word the way that I say words and say the other word the way that I say words, they're the same word. So, like, even as you're explaining, like, here's the difference. It sounds like this. Yeah, but I'm not going to say that, though. I'm not going to say it like that. So, I, the bottom line is I can't say it properly. So, yeah, it sounds like... Mar- which, by the way, is super confusing because I'm looking at this margarita pizza, which is freaking delicious. By the way, the other thing I forgot, and I want to cut you off just in case you are going to correct me here. When I thought of finally margarita pizza, that's not the word I was thinking of. Even though that is the pizza style I was thinking of. It's... um. Neapolitan, Neapolitan, right? Neapolitan. That's the word I was trying to think of when I couldn't find the restaurant or whatever. Neapolitan style pizza. Anyways, please continue telling me why I'm not good at this. Right. So, so words are strange in Italian. Right. They don't make sense. I get it. I don't. I don't get it. Never have. But this is the way of things. You kind of have to forget the ends of some, or you forget the end up until the end, and then you go. Right, Marguerite. It's so stupid, so stupid. But let me tell you, after working in a Italian pizzeria for a very long time, I said this in front of my Sicilian boss. Uh, guess what? Nope, nope. Getting yelled at. What? You don't know the language? Are you telling me over here you work with pizzas and you hear me all the day, but you 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 can't say the words right? I'm like, oh, jeez, Ando. I know, calm down, calm down, I'm just delivering pizzas. He's like, but you go to the customer and you tell them it's a, it's a margarita pizza. It's not a margarita, it's a margarita. I'm like, oh my jeez, Ando, calm yourself. We're a bunch of white people from Poland. We don't care about your prosciutto and your mozzarella. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't care. And Ando's, hey, hey, get this delivery driver out of here. He's making me upset. He doesn't care about the food. Italians are some next level people. Let me tell you, when it comes to food, dude, man, if they were to get, if they were to give you some food, and you looked at it and said, nah, I'm okay, I'm Oof. good, I'm not, I'm not, I'm feeling, I'm feeling full, and you did that in their house, their place of business, man, don't ever go back. Because yeah. they're going to be offended for the rest of ever. <laughs> that is my favorite thing about Italian people. I mean, I don't know much about Italian people, but that the love of food is my favorite thing. You know what else is it's kind of funny? I should check how many Italians listen to this podcast. I had somebody yesterday who is, um, he's from Mexico. He's like, yeah, I'm probably your only, the only guy from Mexico that listens to your podcast. I looked at it, I was like, no, it's about 5,000 downloads in the last 30 days from Mexico. And it actually is now the number two country that listens to this podcast behind the United States. It's always been Canada and then the UK and all the other white American Engl- or white English speaking places, right? Mexico is number two right now. And I was like, it's got to be all the food talk, man. It's got to be the food talk that they're just like, dude, he's talking about tacos again. I love this. And Canadians are like, I don't know. He's angry and he talks about food. That's not our thing. Same with like the UK. Like, I don't know. We don't know anything about food. This is stupid. But 
Yeah, I, every, every single thing when it comes to, like, every YouTube channel, it's always the most angry, snobbish, and, like, they're good people, but, like, get it right. And I will never, uh, there's one, my kids, we always used to watch it. My, my daughter just calls it Friend. I don't know how it got that nickname. It's one of those kid things. They just, you come up with a name. But it is, um, dang it. Oh, Pasta Grammar. And there's a, there's a dude from America, and then he married an, an Italian woman. And the whole, like, she, so one of the things that they'll do on the channel is he'll be like, here's some American food. And it's, like, he, and he gets annoyed that she's so, like, strict about how everything has to be a certain way. So, like, he'll get pizza, and she's like, that's not pizza. He's like, no, it's literally, this is pizza. She's like, no, it's not pizza. He's like, well, it's a different kind of pizza. This is not, listen to me, this is not pizza. I love it. There, there's, and there's, there's, like, TikToks. There's, like, this, this girl that messes with her boyfriend who's from Italy. Like, she... <laughs> She uh, went to go make, you know, the um, spaghetti and broke the spaghetti, and he about had a heart attack and was like, no, we're going out to eat. Like, I'm not doing this. I love that. I love that food means that much. And then the other guy, like, it, down to, like, they're, they're, and the funniest thing is when they, they critique guys like Gordon Ramsay and stuff, because, I mean, I'll be honest, man, I, I would, all these channels, they make food, and I'm like, I would kill for that food. Gordon Ramsay makes food, and it's like, I don't know, I'd, I'd eat the meat right there, but I'm not eating the crap around it. Like, what is that mushroom puree thing? I'm not eating that. But, like, these Michelin star chefs, and they'll, like, put oil in the water, and he's like, ay, 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 never put the oil in the water. You don't have to put oil in the water. And he gets so mad about it. Like, you don't have, like, don't do that. What do you do? Little stuff. Like, I, I would never, that's the thing, I don't know. You could mess up some Italian food I'd eat and be like, this is the best thing I've ever had in my life. I made pizza again last night. By the way, I almost killed my kids. <laughs> I'm, I really want to make a good pizza. And I let them do the hardest part, which is the dough. And my daughter, for some reason, thought we were just supposed to coat the whole thing in flour. So I'm over there like trying to get flour off of dough. Like, what are you doing? Why is this whole thing covered in flour? It was good pizza. But that's, that's the point. Like, jacked it up. Not good. The sauce was great, by the way. Thank you for that. And, um... Still, like, the, the crust sucked. I mean, the crust was amazing, but it, like, it wasn't cooked enough. And there was, like, this giant bubble, so I freaked out, and I took it out too early, and it was fine, but the crust crust was just too floppy. Still, best pizza ever. But, yeah, I, I freaking, I love that about Italian people. Plus, like, Italian, like, grandmas and stuff always remind me of, like, my grandma. No, she's not Italian. She's not, I mean, I don't, we're, her side of the family's, like, English and uh, Norwegian. So there's, there's, it's not a food thing, but she's still a grandma. So, you know, you go over to grandma's house and she's, she's cooking something. There's always like four things on the counter that she baked. There's going to be brownies. There's going to be a cake. There's going to be stuff. Oh, and by the way, in the fridge, I made some of the, you know, like stuff that took like hours. Like, oh, I just, I just whipped this up last night. It's in the fridge. Are you hung? It's always like, are you hungry? What can I make you? I made your favorite, favorite dish, fettuccine and clams, which I freaking love fettuccine and clams or chicken dish or whatever. It's all about food, man. Food is just love what it is italians get it and i love that and they take it extremely seriously <laughs> just looking so i i uh i went over to the pasta grammar channel and i clicked on their most popular videos or whatever 2.2 million views italian tries domino's pizza for the first time <laughs> and her face is just she's repulsed just just i'm just i know this isn't football but I, just to give you some examples of like how serious everything is arguing about how we classify salami it's on a vegetable it's like a it's like a salty sliced sausage it's like I salami it's salami so why you call pepperoni in the salami i don't know just everything you're doing is wrong and he goes through and tries to explain all the different types of pizza like they've got a philly cheesesteak pizza she's like no not doing that 
Then he explains the Hawaiian pizza. Another uh, classic American style pizza. It's the Honolulu Hawaiian style pizza. No! Yeah. What's the matter? <laughs> I saw a video one time of, I think they were in Italy. And um, it might have been the same, like the girl that broke the, the pasta or whatever. But she's like, I'm going to ask if they have Hawaiian pizza. And he looked at her and was like, are you serious? Like, I'm never going to be able to come back here again. Pizza, it's here. Is Ava here? There she is. I want to run away. <laughs> Let's start with our Parmesan uh, bread bites. What do you think? Is that the real deal? Mama, they smell horrible. <laughs> it smells like uh, like cheesy Parmesan. No, no, they don't smell like Parmigiano. This is mamma mia. Let's try one. Okay. Yes. <laughs> What's wrong? It's oily. Bon appetito. What do you think? It's garlic. Garlic. But also in your mouth, it, you keep the, the flavor of just of the garlic. But it's like garlic bread. Isn't that a classic Italian thing? No, we don't have garlic bread in Italy. And we don't use so much garlic as you think. Let's try the pasta. <laughs> Look, they even have a picture of Italy <laughs> on the box. It is a specialty of the Campania region of Italy. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> she just saw it. She's repulsed. No, please look to everyone in Italy. This is a carbonara. This is a carbonara in America. <laughs> What should it look like? With Arthur, it, it's another kind of dish. It's another kind of pasta. I don't try this. She's refusing yeah, to eat it. Yeah, come on, try it. <laughs> try it. Try it. I, I want Just to a little stay bite. alive. We have now come to the pizza. What do you think? You are kidding me. <laughs> what? It's just the... I was starving. I was so happy to have a pizza. It's just a pepperoni no, pizza. No, you are kidding me. This is not Look. a pizza. This is not a pizza. I'm sorry. No, no, I'm sorry. Why are you? What are you doing? Do you think that in Italy you can find this? <laughs> and that is that is every YouTube channel involving Italians talking about food. And I think some people get annoyed because it's like, oh, they're so snobby. It's like, I love that. It's a serious business. It's food. You know how much you have to love food and have an appreciation for freaking pizza i feel like she's disrespecting pizza she has such an appreciation and love for pizza that she is filled with anger and hatred at the eve the very sight of a domino's pizza respect the hell out of that oh you don't eat my food but my food's not good enough for you they say all that huh <laughs> anyway <laughs> you're gonna be making new york pizzas you got to get with the New York pizza language. <sighs> oh, by the way. Maybe that's why it's not tasting up to par. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I can't be putting mozzarella on. I got to put the mozzarella on it, you know? And maybe just by doing that, you get in the flow of things, and it's like, there's your pizza right there. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Um, I know this, this hasn't been said, but the reason I hate Chicago-style pizzas, it's not because I think they're all deep dish. Who? Oh, in their right mind, put sauce on top of cheese. <laughs> Why? Are we boiling our cheese in the sauce? No. You put the sauce down first, then you put the cheese on top. And by the way, a Sicilian slice, it's got a completely different kind of dough. 
when you bite into a Sicilian, that dough is supposed to be more like, I'd say more, more like buttery. Okay. Number one, it's more airy, but it's thick. If that makes any freaking sense. Yeah, it does. But it's supposed to be more like fried dough. Yeah. Um, the, that's the consistency of the inside. Like you, you fried it, and that's that's why they bake in a pan. By the way, I'm, he's three minutes ran out. He's got another call. I'm really going to upset you, Jersey Mike, because one thing I really want to try, because I'm really bothered by the fact that I can't get the heat up where I want it to be. I did find my pizza stone, by the way, so I'm going to try that. You know what else I'm going to do? I'm going to get my giant Weber. I'm going to crank that thing up real hot with some charcoal, and I'm going to slap a pizza on it, and that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get it hot as you know what. Now I'm going to see how it tastes. Smoked pizza. I'm not, if, listen, I know I'm crossing some lines. I'm not going to call it a New York style. I'm not going to call it Italian. I won't even call it pizza if you don't. That's the same thing with like, well, that's not pizza. That's a casserole or whatever. Dude, I, listen, I don't care what we call Chicago style pizza. I get it. I understand where you're coming from. The name doesn't matter to me. I will smash a Chicago style deep dish pizza like you would not believe. I freaking love whatever that thing is. Tastes delicious. You're right. The sauce on top's a little weird. But um, and it's weird, too, because when you look at it, it's like, dude, you didn't put cheese on this? This is going to suck. No, there's plenty of cheese. And then there's, like, the, the sausage is really weird. Because uh, maybe depending on where you get or whatever, sausage is just a giant patty. There's not sausages in here. There is a giant patty that goes all the way around of sausage. And then I think it's cheese on top of that and then sauce on top of that. I don't know. It's freaking good, though, man. I love it. I, I'm, I'm not even going to compare it to, you know, other kinds of pizza, because you're right, it's not like a normal pizza. But whatever it is, I, I, I really appreciate it. It's Jersey Mike Jess. Um, your voicemail, it hates me. I get it, it cuts me off. I'm sorry. In the middle of what I'm going. <laughs> but anyway, I hope it got this part in. I just, I hope you make some really good pizzas with your, uh, with your dough. Thank you. And I just want to see what you, uh, what you come up with. Because quite frankly, it doesn't matter how you weird backwards um, <laughs> up, upstairs guys go ahead and, and put pizza, you know, together. Like, I don't care. The only, the only thing that matters is that you enjoy it. And that I, I hope you enjoy that New York pizza dough. And I hope you make something amazing with it. And if you want to make any other kinds of pizzas, you know, that don't make sense, um, you know, just, just, just go for it. Yeah. You, got, you got 10 things of dough. You can make four different pizzas on one on one pizza yeah, theoretically. It's true. And by the way, that's actually what we did yesterday. So I, I was, I don't know why I never thought of this before. It was a half and half and half pizza. So we had mushrooms, pepperoni, and then just cheese. We did half pepperoni, half cheese, turned it, and then did half mushroom. So you end up with two slices of cheese, two slices of pepperoni, two slices of pepperoni and mushrooms, and two slices of mushroom. And it worked out perfectly. My one daughter had mushroom and pepperoni. My wife had mushroom. I had pepperoni. My other daughter had cheese. And my son, who doesn't like to eat anything, had uh, peanut butter crackers. And my youngest one just picked at whatever. She ate some mushrooms, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Worked out pretty well. Aside from the part where I only got two slices of pizza. Also, another way I'm going to probably tick you off, I, I don't think I can not at least try one breakfast pizza. I got to try it. I love some breakfast pizza, dude. So... I got to figure out how to make one of those. You want to try something a little strange. Yes, I okay? do. Okay. 
This is my favorite. You do a regular New York style with, you know, light light sauce on bottom. Yep. You do. By the way, my wife was complaining about the light sauce. She came back later. So, you know, I, I think like when you come back later and you reheat it, it the sauce kind of goes away or whatever. But I don't like a lot of sauce. She drenches everything in sauce and then puts sauce on top of the sauce. So she was complaining about it. I'm like, hey, that's just the way it goes, which is great because that's the way I want it anyways. You know, just cover in mozzarella. Yep. Okay. And then on top of that, hear me out. You're going to add pepperoni. Yes. Sounds good. Onion. Mm. Pineapple. No, I'm not doing that. Just saying. Just no. saying, it sounds disgusting. It is. Just, just, just try it once. Make, make like two slices of it. Just try. So I've I've had like normal, basically that I think. I'm sure it's not as good or whatever. It's some fast foody thing, but it's one of those things where it's tolerable. But in my mind, the pineapple adds nothing. It just it doesn't add anything for me, and it's it's it doesn't blend. You know, something you put it together and it's just it's like tuna by itself is whatever. Mayo by itself I think is disgusting. But you whip up some tuna and mayo, dude, it's just creamy tuna. I love that. I love it. I don't know why. They just blend really well together. Pineapple and pizza for me, it doesn't blend. It just they they they're clashing. The sauce on the like would you dunk pineapple in in pizza sauce? No, it's freaking horrible. So I mean it, it's tolerable. But if you take the pepperoni off, it just tastes better. Or the uh, the pineapple off, it just tastes better. So I've tried it. It's okay. And I'm, I'm not eating onions. Like, I, I like onions if they're, like, the flavor. I love the smell. That's one of my favorite things about cooking, like, Italian food is you throw, like, the onions and garlic in a pan and just kind of get stuff going. It's like, dude, my house just smells so good. Like, I, I don't even know what I'm making. I'm just going to start with this base of onions and garlic and just make my house smell good, and then I'll figure it out from there. Because I freaking love it. But, uh, yeah, I'm not doing that. I'm sorry. If you gag afterwards, slap me with the pizza. I'm okay <laughs> with it. But, anyway, go Petco. I'll try it when I do my own pizza dough. I'm not going to waste the good pizza dough on that. If we buy some more dough or if I try to make a dough, it's probably going to be horrible. We'll 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 maybe try a pineapple on that. But I'm, I'm doing no more than a half. Hey, Ryan, uh, just for, for your... Uh... For your records and information, the the rabbit movie that your kids like is Zootopia. Yes, I got uh, it. I know that because it's actually uh, one of those one of those like animated Disney movies that's actually pretty pretty good. Um, you know, if there's worse ones that bad. you could be forced to watch with kids. So just uh, just heads up. Yeah, I think the animated shows are actually pretty decent. Most of them, the Pixar movies and whatnot. Um, I don't think Zootopia is Pixar. I don't know, but. Yeah, most of them are fine. I, you know, especially when you're talking kids' movies and stuff. And half the time, I'm flipping through trying to watch a show, and it's like I don't know. I watch some survival shows. Like this is kind of stupid. Half the time, I'd rather watch a movie like Zootopia or something than some of these shows that aren't that good, anyways. But uh, I mean, it's not. It's not like a. It's not Man on Fire good. It's not. We're not talking ten out of ten. But it, it's a solid like six out of ten if you got nothing else going on. Especially comparing that to like freaking. Um, what are we talking about? Uh, baby bus or uh, Coco Melon. Oh, jeez. It's painful, dude. Never mind. I forgot you have the internet. You probably looked it up. I just didn't <laughs> finish the episode, but now I hear it. Go back up. We're good, man. Appreciate you looking out. Hey, Ryan. I got two things. I'm probably in the minority, but drive me crazy. Okay. Um, you kind of alluded to it a little bit, but I feel like Rogers and Rossini are saying the same thing, and the media just has interpreted Rossini's comments like 
so incorrectly. That's the only source of confusion here. Like, from what I, what Roger said, you know, they said, hey, you know, they asked him. So maybe they have, like, hey, here's a list of 20 free agents we're looking at. What what are your thoughts on them? And he's like, oh, I like these four guys, you know, and I'm sure he elaborated more on that. Like, oh, I like them because of this and that and whatnot. And then, um, so, yeah, he obviously wants them to target those guys, but, you know, Rossini put out this list of these, and but that doesn't mean, oh, he would like them to target these people. That doesn't mean he's demanding you sign all four of them. It's like, hey, if you're looking and you're asking me, I like these guys. And, of course, that's going to put pressure on the Jets. They're going to think, oh, well, we got to get – we got to target them because that's what Rodgers wants. But, hey, if you ask, you ask, you know. And I just feel like Rodgers is just a punching bag at this point. And um, it's just kind of like – that doesn't mean he wants them to even get all four of them. It's just like, hey, if you're going to sign somebody, one of these guys will be good, you know. So, I don't know. I just think it's all blown way out of proportion. Um, and then my second thing, I just I don't understand all these people. All right, before you get to that, I'm trying to pull up the Rossini uh, quote again because I did kind of talk about this and about how they both could be true at the same time. I just want to find her words exactly. So she tweeted out, Aaron Rodgers has provided the New York Jets with a wish list of free agents he would like them to target and acquire per sources. It includes Randall Cobb, Alan Lazard, Mercedes Lewis, and Odell Beckham Jr. And I think the point I had made is, you know, Rodgers is the one that got upset about it and said that it's not true, that there are no list of demands. But she didn't say a list of demands necessarily. It says a wish list of free agents he would like them to target and acquire. And like you said, that could mean a lot of different things, especially since we're talking about somebody's interpretation of the... So so let's say Rodgers and... and uh, the GM and some people hear from Rogers about something. Let's just say that it is that Rogers said, you know, here, here's a list of guys that you could maybe consider or whatever. And the GM talks to somebody else and said, Rogers kind of gave us a list of guys to look at that he'd, you know, he'd like us to look at to come here. And then that gets passed off to the media as he gave them a list of guys, Randall Cobb, Lazard, Lewis, and Odell Beckham. And so what did she tweet out? Aaron Rodgers has provided the New York Jets with a wish list of free agents. That got misinterpreted by a lot of people as a list of demands. That's pretty much how everybody wrote it up. It's a list of demands. And then Rodgers went on and said, I don't have, a, I didn't go in there with robes and, and barefoot saying, I, I demand that these people are here. Now, a couple things about that. Number one, you're right about the punching bag thing. I mean, he, he got crucified for the list of demands thing, although doesn't sound like there was a list of demands. However, remember, he's the one that went at Diana Rossini. He was the one mad at her about the report. So he's also kind of doing that to her. It's like he's getting mad at her about this list of demands thing. It's like she didn't say that. So he's kind of participating in what everybody else is doing, which is what kind of caused the problem by not really paying attention to what actually is being said. And he pretended to not even know her name, which I thought was weird. Like Diana Rossini something or another, whatever her name is. Like, I mean, I do that because I genuinely don't know or forget or whatever, but he's, I don't know, that's kind of weird because he knows these people on like a first name basis. And <laughs> so I don't know. It's weird. But I don't think there's a reality in which Diana and Aaron Rodgers are on the same page and everybody else just made stuff up because Rodgers seems to disagree with the report that Diana put out, even though I think maybe it's because he misinterpreted it. But I do agree that they're. Especially since how vague Rogers was being about everything, he 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 didn't say I've never said that's that's actually where that whole Zootopia thing came from. Do I like these guys? Yes, yes I do. Would I 
you know, support them if they said they wanted to target them? Yes, yes, I would. You know, that's where it kind of got weird. Like, it sounds like you're trying to be weird about this rather than just saying, I never had a conversation with these guys about this or whatever. Like, this is just completely fake. It's, he, he went on this big thing, this big made-up thing of, I never went in with a piece of paper and said, you must do this while I'm wearing a, a white robe and this, that, or the other. Like, okay, obviously nobody said you did that. So it, the bottom line is it does leave a lot of room for the fact that there probably was some kind of a conversation. And Rogers is clearly framing it as, the Jets came to me and asked me, and I said, oh yeah, they're, they're cool. As opposed to what Rossini is saying, which is, Rogers went to them. And I do think it's kind of a big difference, but the world may never know. I feel like they're entitled to an answer from Rogers. Right. And, I mean, I, I do think Rogers took too long. Um, well, j- just to be clear, I do think it's annoying when people demand an answer from Rogers, generally speaking. But I also think that, you know, as far as his decision, he needed to give that to the Packers at a certain time. We can debate whether or not he gave it to him in time or not. I mean, at this point, considering how long this has dragged on, it seems like it wouldn't have mattered if he gave it to him an, a, a month before free agency because the deal still wouldn't have been done. So apparently it wouldn't have mattered. But again, that's not really for Rodgers to interpret. He kind of just needs to get this at a at a at a good with a with a good amount of time left. Um, I would say at the very least, he definitely butted it up to that deadline. Um, but you know, again, there, in my opinion, there's a difference between he needs to do the right thing and he needs to give me an answer because the second one definitely is not the case. That, that's kind of one of the biggest issues I have with the whole COVID thing, right? He decided not to get the shot. He went and got himself, in, in his opinion, immunized through certain means due to allergies and everything else. He consulted multiple doctors, not just Joe Rogan. That was another thing that was completely fake and made up. Joe Rogan is not his doctor. He consulted numerous actual doctors about this stuff. And he went to the team and he said, I am not, uh, I did not get the vaccine. So the team was made aware. Everybody's made aware. But what's mad, what, what makes everybody mad is I demanded an answer and you didn't give me the honest answer that I demanded. And it's like, you, you're not entitled to an answer. You know what I mean? Like that's, he did everything he was required to do. He wanted to stay away from the drama of it all. He did give you an obvious, uh, honest answer, despite the fact that you don't like that it, you kind of got tricked a little bit because you didn't realize when he said he got immunized, that didn't mean he got the, the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, which is what you wanted him to get. And so then you get mad about it and pissy about it because you don't like this or that or the other thing, and it's, it's all non Like, that whole thing is nonsense. But again, he still did the right thing. It would be a different conversation if he didn't tell his team or if he lied to his team. That would be different, right? So again, in this situation, he doesn't owe us an explanation, but he does need to kind of get something going here. And at least tell the Packers and Jets what's going on. But so that's kind of where I would differentiate the two, I guess. Even though, you know, Rogers said he'd do it before free agency, and he did. If, yeah. You know, if he did last Friday, he he told him before free agency what his intention was. So you know that that's what he said he's going to do, and that's what he did. Right. So the fact that the Jets and the Packers can't work out the terms, right. that's not on Rogers. Um, and then I just I don't mean, the entitlement and the anger, like oh, I deserve to know what Rogers wants to do. It's his life. Let the man... It's, right. Like, come on. We gotta... We gotta get over that. It's just... It, if you're gonna be mad at somebody, be mad at the Packers. The Packers could have said, hey, February 15th, March 1st, whatever the day was, we need your answer by this day. You know, but they didn't. They said, oh yeah, take all the time you need. You know, they... So then... He, that's on the Packers that he took so long. You know, they should have given him a date. 
So, I don't know. It's just everybody's so angry. And it's like, I get it. I'm frustrated. I want to know. Every day I wake up, I'm checking my phone. And I'm like, are we going to find out today? But it's not mad at Rodgers. I just want to know. Maybe that's where else is too, just how they express it. But I don't know. Drive me nuts. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know if we ever knew exactly what the deadline was. They all just kind of alluded to a deadline. I think the Packers did give him a deadline. They just didn't tell us what it was. Rodgers alluded to there being a deadline. You know, there, there's, he, he said there's a time limit on this thing. The Packers said there was a time limit on this thing. As far as I'm concerned, the Packers never were upset about him not meeting a timeline. Um, they always seem much more calm, cool, and collected than we did. And um, again, I, I, I think we can. it's safe to assume that free agency was that deadline. Maybe Friday was the deadline. I have no idea. But I think it's safe to assume that he met that deadline. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, again, I was panicking because it's like I... I don't know when the deadline is, but I feel like whatever it is, it's coming up and we're about to pass it. And and again, it didn't help that every news organization was reporting well into free agency. Rodgers has not said a single word. So I understand the frustration at that point because now it's like you clearly have taken this beyond whatever that deadline would have been. And that's frustrating. But obviously that wasn't true. So, you know, again, it's 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 kind of one of those life lessons in terms of, you know, getting angry at or frustrated with or hating or whatever, however harsh to the, of a term you want to use somebody based on the reports of other people without actually knowing the truth is, is one of those things we probably all should kind of take a step back from that, learn a lesson and be like, you know, I think the right approach to that, and, and this is me speaking for myself here, would have been rather than just 100% trusting the reports and saying, Rogers is doing something wrong. The correct approach is to say, assuming the reports are right, I'm then then I would assume that he's past that deadline. And even if he isn't, then you know the deadline is wrong. But assuming this is right, Rogers is in the wrong. But let's find out what actually happened. Let's wait until the dust settles. Let's want you know once everybody speaks, Gutekunst and Rogers and Joe Douglas, then we'll know what's going on, or hopefully at least have a better picture. I think that would have been the better approach. Um, I don't exactly remember what comments I made, but I'm guessing I trusted the reports and was upset with Rodgers at that point, which, again, in hindsight, was not the right approach to things. I should have been more specific in saying, assuming these are right, he's he's taken it too far. And then I would have been, you know, in a better spot. And I'm sure, you know, again, we got plenty of calls after the fact basically saying my bad, you know. But, yeah, you're right. They're, they're, the, the temperature's too high. And we're all, myself included, too quick to react to stuff um, and, and just kind of say this is the way that it is. And it's just, you know, you take a risk. If you go and do that, you, you run the risk of just taking one on the chin, and I think a lot of people did after that report. But um, some of us will learn the lesson and try to calm down a little bit and slow down. Other people, it's it's pedal to the metal 24-7, and that's just the way it's going to be. So... Uh, at least as far as this podcast goes, I think that's what makes it so much fun. <laughs> and uh, definitely appreciate your perspective. We obviously get a lot of the other perspective a ton and not not a, not a lot from the other side of the, not, not trying to put you on a side, but you get what I'm saying. It's good to have uh, as much perspective as possible. Hey, Ryan. Uh, today just brings uh, a bunch of mixed feelings, watching everything kind of settle in and stuff and it's kind of like watching your wife drive off a cliff in your Jeep. <laughs> kind of have mixed feelings about that. You know, all the good times we had. 
I'm going to miss Ajeep. I knew you were I'm going to miss there. Rogers. <laughs> and oh. I'm not going to miss Rogers. So, time to move on. <laughs> it's, it's not the first time it's happened, but once in a while somebody will call in just because they got a really good line. <laughs> that was pretty good. Oh, I got mixed feelings. I watched my wife drive off a cliff with my Jeep. I'm going to miss that Jeep. <laughs> oh, it's it's mean and it's horrible, Garrett. Don't ever call back. How dare you? Everybody on this show has respect for their family. We will not tolerate dark humor here. That was a good line. Anyways, um, we should probably pack it up here. I think we're going to do another packing it after dark tomorrow. Again, just to try to get caught up a little bit and I'm trying to get I'm trying to get caught up personally on stuff that's going on in the draft. So that'll be, uh, depending on news and notes and whatever I feel like at the time, at least trying to get caught up on things because we've been so whipped up and everything else. But you guys have a great night. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye.